your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 709 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we want to do something a little bit different today. going to basically turn our attention to some Ranger prospects, as well as the Hartford Wolfpack as a whole. I mentioned, you know, that I wanted to do a little bit better of a job keeping tabs on prospects, keeping tabs on the Hartford Wolfpack this season. And given the fact that the Rangers uh, did not play on Monday, uh, do not play on Tuesday, and uh, will not play on Wednesday, this seemed like a good day to do it. Once again, just check in the, with the Wolfpack, see who's doing what, and uh, which prospects are excelling for Hartford. But first of all, uh, the team itself, uh, for you know the, the first look at this team, the first thing that you notice is that they are currently dead last. Uh, out of eight teams in the Atlantic Division. Although, you know, you hear eighth place out of eight, you, you think like, man, must be a pretty miserable record. It's not really that bad. They're four, four, one, and two. That's wins, losses, overtime losses, and shootout losses. Overtime losses and shootout losses, both worth a point like they are in the NHL. So, I mean, they do have points in, let's see, that would be seven out of... 11 games, so that that's not terrible, and in that time, they've also scored 30 goals and allowed 38 goals, but as far as, you know, guys kind of leading the way for the Hartford Wolfpack so far this season, your point leader for the Hartford Wolfpack is defenseman Andy Walensky, because of course he is. Uh, Walensky, kind of a uh, career minor leaguer, but so far this season, for the Wolfpack, he's got one goal and seven assists. He's also a minus seven in that time. Uh, he does have four assists in his last three games. And uh, as I just mentioned, you know, kind of a career AHLer. He is now 29 years old and has played just 46 career NHL games. Last played in the NHL in 2020, 2021. He had 13 games with the Ducks in that season. But he's someone that, you know, I, I don't think the Rangers have any big plans for him, obviously. He's just kind of organizational depth. But I could see a situation where, you know, possibly if there's some injuries or some ineffectiveness or whatever it might be, uh, it's possible we could see Andy Walensky play, you know, a couple of games with the Rangers this season, especially if there's a situation where, you know, somebody's out of the lineup with a minor injury. If you just need kind of a plug and play kind of guy and uh, a veteran type player, again, he is 29 years old. I could see Walensky uh, possibly getting the call there. Although, like I said, I, I don't think the Rangers have any uh, grand plans for Andy Walensky, just kind of a uh, organizational depth, kind of in the role that Jared Tenorti used to play. You know, you might see him play a couple games with the Rangers every now and then, but he's not somebody that, you know, factors into uh, the Rangers' long-term plans. I, I wouldn't think, at least. Uh, somebody else leading the way for the Rangers, at least as far as points are concerned, is Tim Gettinger, and that's a name that's going to be familiar to a lot of Ranger fans. Uh, he seems to, every season, get a little bit of a cup of coffee with the Rangers at one time or another. A big guy, six foot six, 216 pounds, so far this season with the Wolfpack, five goals and two assists, so he is tied with two other players uh, with seven points, which is second most on the Hartford Wolfpack. Nice thing about Gettinger is he can play left wing and right wing and obviously has some size as well. It's interesting, though, because Gettinger 
has appeared in games with the Rangers in all of the previous four seasons. However, in that time, the four seasons combined, he has played a grand total of just 16 games with the Rangers. So when I said that, you know, he's one of those guys that just kind of gets caught up and has a cup of coffee, I wasn't kidding. That's pretty much uh, how it goes with Tim Gettinger. He's just kind of a fill-in, fourth-line type player. Uh, last season, he did have a career-high eight games with the Rangers, but it's kind of the same deal with Walensky, just at forward instead of uh, defenseman. Now, Gettinger is younger. I should point that out. He's only 24 years old, but he's going to get called up once again if somebody's either hurt or or ineffective, or whatever the situation might be. I think it's also possible at some point that the Rangers, you know, there, there's been some talk of this on social media. It's possible that the Rangers at some point this season, in an effort to uh, clear some cap space and accrue more cap space heading into the trade deadline this season, it's possible that somebody like Sammy Blay or Ryan Reeves could get traded. You know, Sammy Blay is making $1.525 million. Reeves is making $1.75 million. Neither of them you know, making a staggering amount. But when you're in the situation that the Rangers are in and there is a cap crunch, every little bit helps. And I think that's a situation where, you know, if they were to move on from Blay or Reeves and one thing that's traded, and I'm not campaigning for that. I think it's way too early to make a move like that. You know, Reeves is going to be in and out of the lineup quite a bit. And uh, Blay, you know, I think they still want to see what he can do after his season was, you know, cut short with the ACL injury last year. And, you know, he's trying to kind of find his legs and become, you know, a decent player for the New York Rangers. So I, I think you continue to ride it out with the two of them. But if there is a situation where the Rangers look to clear some cap space and one of those two guys gets traded, I think that bodes well for somebody like Tim Gettinger. If they were to trade, you know, uh, Ryan Reeves or, you know, a, a Sammy Blay, I think you could see Gettinger maybe plugged into that fourth line. The little we've seen of him with the Rangers, he does okay. You know, again, the upside isn't really there. But as far as just like a big, tough, physical forward, uh, he could be that guy for you. So again, not a ton of upside, but uh, somebody that can at least, you know, do a decent job playing limited minutes on the fourth line. And then, uh, you know, you continue to kind of look at the point leaders for the Hartford Wolfpack thus far this season. You go to guys like uh, Johnny Brodzinski. He has seven points. Turner Elson has seven points. Uh, Brodzinski, you know, we know about him as well. We've seen him uh, play some games with the Rangers over the last handful of seasons here. He's also the captain of the Hartford Wolfpack. Two goals and five assists thus far for Johnny Brodzinski. Uh, it's kind of the same deal where, you know, he could be called up if, you know, somebody gets hurt. He seems to be one of the go-to guys that the Rangers look to if there's a situation where there's an injury and they just, uh, you know, need need to bring somebody up for, you know, just a couple of games, whatever it might be. Uh, we've seen Johnny Brodzinski in that role. Brodzinski got a decent amount of games down the stretch last season, or, you know, not, not so much down the stretch, but before the Rangers uh, made all their moves that they moved that they made at the deadline. And then once those guys were brought in, you know, Cobb and Vitrano and Mott, uh, Johnny Brodzinski was going to have a hard time finding his way into the lineup. But again, you know, somebody that a little bit older, I believe he's now 28 years old, uh, AHL, NHL swingman, and uh, somebody that you can just kind of plug and play for a couple games if you're the Rangers and you just need somebody to fill in in the short term. And Turner Elson, I mean, 30 years old, he's only played three career NHL games, uh, two goals and five assists. I would imagine the Rangers would probably look to a Gettinger or a Brodzinski before they turn to a Turner Elson. But, you know, something that all these players have in common, the first four that I just discussed here, is that none of them are really considered top-tier prospects. You know, they can step in to the lineup every now and then and hold down the four in a bottom six, uh, usually a 
fourth line role. But again, the Rangers don't have any, you know, grand plans for any of these players. So in just a second, I'm going to go ahead and kind of shift the attention to a couple of guys that could actually end up, uh, you know, playing a significant role for the Rangers, if not this season, then certainly in seasons to come. And some guys that have, uh, you know, contributed at least a little bit to the Hartford Wolf Pack. Going to talk about that. Going to also talk about a couple of moves that the Rangers have made uh, somewhat recently. Hunter Skinner and Ryder Korzak, both Ranger prospects, sent from the Wolf Pack to the Jacksonville Icemen of the ECHL. So going to talk about that as well. And we'll do all that in just a second. But first, I just got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has some new, amazing, reimagined flavors, including cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, and white chocolate peppermint granola. White chocolate peppermint granola is Bilt's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie, puff. Bilt puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Bilt bars, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate. 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, just 130 calories. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these new built flavors where you just can't even believe you ever tried a different protein bar other than built. And the magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. An impossible question to answer, but I always got to go with anything having to do with brownies. So coconut brownie bar is certainly up there for me. Built, you got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKED15 at LOCKEDON15, excuse me, at built.com. Once again, that is code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And so like I mentioned just a second ago, I want to go ahead and kind of shift our attention from, uh, you know, the, the career AHL, NHL swingmen to some younger prospects uh, that the Rangers, you know, have drafted over the years. Uh, in one case, Gustav Friedal, we're going to talk about him, signed from the SHL. Uh, we're going to talk about them and, you know, could we possibly see them with the Rangers at some point this season? And I want to start with Lori Pahuniemi. Always a little bit of a tongue twister there, but I think I have that one right. Um, he is a right winger. 23 years old. Uh, the Rangers, you know, there was some buzz about this pick. The Rangers seemed to think that they got a little bit of a steal. Uh, they took him in the fifth round back in 2018. And something that stands out about Pahu Niemi, uh, both from going by scouting reports as well as, uh, you know, a couple of videos that the Wolf Pack have posted on their Twitter page is that he's got a nasty shot. I mean, this kid can really shoot the puck. And uh, it's shown in his stat line. He has five goals and one assist thus far this season. And you know, I don't know that we see him this year, but I will say if there's a situation where injuries begin to pile up and if the Rangers decide that, you know, they could really use a spark in the bottom six and if Pahu Niemi produces in the Hartford Wolfpack and if he keeps lighting the lamp and keeps showing himself to be, you know, a pretty dangerous sniper, then I could imagine a situation where he could be the first forward that gets called up from the Hartford Wolfpack to the New York Rangers this season. I know technically that was already Julian Gauthier, but Gauthier's been on the Rangers enough. As far as somebody, you know, making his debut and getting his first shot at the NHL, uh, I would say maybe Pahuniemi could be that guy. He could possibly, 
I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here because it's not like he's got like these sparkling, unbelievable numbers, but he's done a nice job for himself. Again, five goals and one assist in 11 games with the Hartford Wolfpack. But you know, somebody that the Rangers missed from last season, they picked him up at the, at the trade deadline, and we've talked about him a lot, but that's Frank Vetrano. I do wonder if Pahu Niemi, maybe not quite at Vetrano's level, and I don't think he'd be on the top line at all, but maybe there's a situation where, you know, again, the Rangers feel like they need a little bit more out of their bottom six, and they try to catch lightning in a bottle, and they see Pahu Niemi as somebody that could be that sniper. Possible that we see him this season, and he's not super young either. I mean, he's 23 years old. It's pretty young, but you know, it's not like he's an 18 or 19-year-old and there's no way he'd be ready for the NHL. So uh, I think Pau Niemi could end up getting a look for the Rangers this season. I would probably bet against it, but I certainly would not rule it out. Uh, somebody else that I think Ranger fans are certainly intrigued by and somebody that we're going to keep our eye on, and I'm sure there's some Ranger fans out there keeping their eye on as well, but that's Will Cooley. You know, Cooley a little bit younger than Pahu Niemi. He's just 20 years old. He is a left winger. He has scored two goals and has three assists in 11 games thus far with the Wolfpack. And he's one of the top prospects in the Ranger organization. I don't know exactly where he's ranked, but he's definitely up there. Uh, he was drafted in the second round in 2020, went number 60 overall that season. Uh, power forward who plays with a little bit of an edge. You know, he's drawn comparisons to Matthew Kachuk, uh, Jamie Benn. I believe I even saw our old friend Brennan Lemieux. I saw his name kicked around. Milan Lucic, uh, some of those guys that play physical but also have some talent to go along with it and can get under your skin a little bit to be sure. Uh, and, you know, Cooley, big guy, six foot four, two 209 pounds. Uh, I would say... He's the guy that would seemingly have the best chance of any player on the Wolfpack of getting caught up to the Rangers and like just sticking there, just never going back down to the AHL because the Rangers really do seem to like him, which you would expect. I mean, they drafted him in the second round. You draft somebody in the first two rounds, maybe the first three rounds. You certainly have uh, designs on them eventually playing for your team. And we will see. Again, it's kind of a similar situation with Pahu Niemi where, you know, okay, we need a spark here. The bottom six isn't cutting it. We're not getting enough secondary scoring, which may happen. It may not happen. It's a topic that we've discussed on here quite a bit. You know, where's the Rangers depth scoring going to come from? If there's a situation where, again, they just need a little bit of a shakeup or maybe one of the other bottom sixers gets traded and they've got a spot that they need to fill, Will Cooley could be one of the first guys that they call. I would put, you know, him and Pahu Niemi up there pretty high as far as, you know, the guys that the forwards who would be most likely to be recalled by the Rangers, you know, if a spot opens up due to a trade, due to an effectiveness, due to injury, whatever it might be. And I would put both of them up there with this player that I'm about to mention right now. I mentioned him just a second ago, but that is Gustav Riedahl. He's got two goals and three assists in nine games. Now, it's a little bit different with Riedahl because the Rangers did not draft him. You know, he's somebody that played for several seasons in the SHL, and the Rangers signed him to a one-year deal uh, this offseason with the idea that, you know, he could maybe uh, compete for, you know, a job, could compete for being out there on opening night. And I think it was a legitimate competition between Riedahl and uh, Ryan Carpenter. Both of them are centers, and they were both kind of gunning for that fourth-line center spot. Um, but Riedahl ends up getting sent down, despite, I would say, outplaying Carpenter in the preseason. Part of the reason for that and I think the Rangers even admitted this, but part of the reason for that is, of course, because Riedahl can be sent down to the AHL uh, freely. They can just send him down. He doesn't have to pass through waivers. Whereas uh, Carpenter, if they tried to send him down to the AHL uh, at the start of the season or at any point going forward here, uh, he will be exposed to waivers. I would imagine that Carpenter probably would not get claimed, but we've been surprised before. We saw Jared Tenorti get claimed earlier this season and uh, Julian Gauthier not get claimed earlier this season. And we saw Dryden Hunt get claimed earlier this season. So you never know for sure. Um, but with Carpenter, you know, it's 
he is what he is. He, he's a fourth-line center, making the league minimum. I haven't really talked about him a whole lot this season, but part of the reason for that is he just doesn't stand out that much. You know, he's somebody that, you know, with the Rangers, with this cap crunch and all these very highly paid players, you have to fill out the roster somehow with some inexpensive pieces. And of course, um, you know, Carpenter certainly fits that, making the league minimum, bringing in somebody here who's good at faceoffs, a decent penalty killer, and that's about it. You know, you, you do the best you can for a player that's only going to be making the league minimum. And, you know, the Rangers went with Carpenter, and he's got some familiarity with Gallant. But if the Rangers decide that, you know, Carpenter's not cutting it, uh, you know, Carpenter scored a goal on a nice deflection uh, the other night. He also took a bad penalty in that game. And, uh, you know, the upside is just so limited. I don't think Gustav Riedal has, like, a tremendously high upside either. Uh, he's not, you know, a big-time scorer or anything like that. But if the Rangers feel that they can get uh, a little bit more out of Riedal than they're getting out of Carpenter, then that's a move that they can make at some point this season. It's going to depend a lot on... A, how Riedal continues to fare with the Hartford Wolfpack, and B, how Carpenter continues to fare with the New York Rangers. We saw him as a healthy scratch, I want to say in two out of the last three games, and he played in the most recent one. So we'll see. I mean, as far as the fourth-line center spot, it's still kind of game on there. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out. But it would not shock me at all to see Gustav Riedal uh, get a chance at, at one time or another. And I, I think if, you know, if there's a situation where the Rangers need to call up a center, I would imagine he'll be the guy, you know, especially if it's, again, like kind of a plug-and-play situation. Uh, somebody's injured. We need to call somebody up for two, three, four games. Uh, I think it would be Riedal if the Rangers are, are looking to bring up a center. Uh, shifting our attention to uh, defenseman, uh, Matthew Robertson. This is somebody who had a chance to potentially claim an opening night roster spot. And, and to this day, I'm not really sure if, uh, if that was considered like a true open competition between him and Zach Jones, or if that was a little bit more fan created by all of us where uh, Robertson versus Jones, Jones versus Robertson. Uh, it felt like Jones kind of had the inside track there. And of course he maintained it and he's been on the Rangers. And I think going into the season, they were looking at Libor Hayek as kind of the seventh defenseman. Although recently, obviously uh, Hayek is kind of I don't want to say taking a stranglehold on the sixth defenseman spot, but he's getting most of the games, and I think he's done all right. You know, I, I know people show these charts on social media that suggest that Hayek was, like, the worst player on the ice, and I kind of look at it, and I'm like, okay, like, he didn't have a tremendous game, but, like, what did he do wrong where, where like, he's supposedly this tremendous liability? I, I don't see it, uh, you know, him being really that much of a standout one way or the other. You know, he's not playing spectacular hockey, but he's also not going out there and killing the Rangers. And like we've said before, I think that's what you want from your sixth defenseman. But, you know, as far as upside is concerned, if the Rangers want to roll the dice and uh, call it Matthew Robertson, that's something that certainly could also happen uh, at some point this season as well. I would imagine if the Rangers are, you know, again, to use that term again, looking to catch lightning in a bottle as far as defensemen are concerned, uh, this might be your guy right here. He was taken in the second round by the Rangers in 2019, went number 49 overall. Uh, he used to be Braden Schneider's defense partner when they were in the AHL, so there's some familiarity there as well. Uh, by all accounts, a big, tough physical defenseman. And, you know, if we get to the midpoint of the season and the Rangers still don't like what they're getting out of Zach Jones and, you know, Libor Hayek, maybe he's not really getting it done either, then I think Matthew Robertson's the guy that uh, will be called up. And it could be a similar situation that we saw with Braden Schneider last season where they get called up and it's like, all right, sink or swim. If you play well enough, you're going to stay and you're never going back down. Uh, if you don't play well enough, then you could be a healthy scratch or you could be sent back down to the Hartford Wolfpack. I could see a similar situation like that potentially playing out uh, for Matthew Robertson and the Rangers this season. Although I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed that, you know, A, that Hayek continues to 
at least play decent, acceptable hockey for as, as far as six defensemen are concerned. But even more so is Zach Jones eventually gets another chance and uh, kind of just takes the ball and runs with it. I would like to see him eventually emerge as a sixth defenseman. But as I've discussed with a couple of you guys, uh, so far I, I do think Hayek has outplayed Jones. I still think Jones should mix into the lineup every now and then. But fair's fair. I mean, Hayek has had the better of play between the two of them. And uh, at least for the time being, I, I think Hayek has earned his spot as a sixth defenseman. Uh, you know, and, and again, it's all subject to change. But for the time being, I, I think he's... Uh, somebody that, you know, has earned that spot and should deserve to uh, keep playing in that role going forward. As far as goalies are concerned in the Hartford Wolfpack, uh, we've got Louis Domingue and Dylan Garand. And thus far, uh, Louis Domingue, the career journeyman, obviously he played against the Rangers in the playoffs last season, subbing in for the uh, Penguins. Uh, But he has outperformed Dylan Garand, at least so far, with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, Domingue has a record of 3-1-2 a goals against average of 244, and a 9.13 save percentage. Uh, Garand, a former fourth-round pick by the New York Rangers in 2020, he thus far is 1-3-1. He has a save percentage of just 8.92, and a goals against average of 3.36. And so given how they've both played, I would imagine that if somebody's going to be called up, it would probably be uh, Louis Domingue. Just because, you know, I, I get the feeling the way the Rangers went about free agency this offseason— I don't think that they think that Dylan Grant is quite ready for the NHL. Um, we'll see, again, how it all shakes out. But you, know, you bring in Yaroslav Halak on the one-year deal, I think he's kind of a stopgap as far as a uh, backup goalie is concerned. You bring in Louis Domingue on a two-year deal, so you can switch to Domingue as your backup next season, or you can leave Domingue in the AHL where he is right now and roll with Dylan Grant as your backup. And I think that only time's going to tell there, and we'll see how it all shakes out. But if there was a... Uh, knock on wood, an injury to uh, either Igor or even Halak, I think we're probably looking at a situation, at at least right now, the way things stand, it'll probably be Louis Domingue uh, that gets the call up to the the New York Rangers. And I'm also going to talk about a couple of transactions that were made uh, by the Rangers, or by the Wolfpack, as it were, uh, with a couple of players, and uh, we will do that in just a second. All right, so couple of transactions made uh, as far as the Wolfpacker concerned. We had in the last, you know, handful of days here, this is something that I've been looking to circle back to. And of course, today, you know, we're talking about the Hartford Wolfpack and some big Ranger prospects that are playing there. So it's a good day to talk about this. But defenseman Hunter Skinner and forward Ryder Korzak both sent down from the Hartford Wolfpack to the Jacksonville Icemen of the ECHL. They are the ECHL affiliate of the Rangers. And if you're not familiar with the ECHL, it's basically the level below the AHL. And, you know, there have been guys that have played there and eventually played in the NHL, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I was going to say that it, it might not be a good sign that these guys have been sent down, but they're both so young. We probably shouldn't read too much into it. But uh, yeah, bottom line, when Skinner was sent down, we had forward Cristiano D.G. Asino called up to the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, Skinner had played in five games with the Pack so far this season. No points. He was a minus one. And Skinner is a former fourth-round pick by the Rangers back in 2019. And like I was saying, I I was going to say that it might not be the best sign that he's been sent down. And maybe it isn't. You know, I I thought maybe even going into training camp this season— and it's possible I jumped the gun here, but I thought he might at least be a dark horse candidate to maybe open the season with the Rangers. Certainly he was not the favorite, but we've seen them surprise us before. You know, Ke'Andre Miller certainly comes to mind where they just kind of 
you know, plug one of the young defensemen into the opening night lineup and, and say sink or swim. And, uh, you know, with, with Miller, it's mostly worked out. Slow start for Miller this season, but I think he will work out in due time. But yeah, Skinner heads down to the ECHL. And Ryder Korzak, also going from the Wolfpack to the Jacksonville Iceman. Uh, Korzak is only 20 years old. Third round pick by the Rangers back in 2021. He went number 75 overall that season. Uh, and I misspoke a second ago, though, actually. So Korzak does not go to the ECHL. He is going back to his junior team, which is the Moose Jaw Warriors of the WHL. And uh, Korzak had no points in five games with the Hartford Wolfpack and was a minus four so far this season. So uh, that's pretty much it as far as, you know, what's going on with the Hartford Wolfpack and who's doing what and who's getting sent down and all that good stuff. Uh, it's something that, again, I want to continue to do from time to time. I think the next time we do a prospects episode, we'll maybe try to turn our attention away from the Wolfpack and just turn it toward prospects who are playing uh, on different teams and different leagues. You know, Brian Offman certainly comes to mind. We'll update him. Obviously, he was recently traded. So we'll see how he's doing with his new team. Um, but that's pretty much it for today. The only other thing that I wanted to do is, you know, there were a couple episodes ago where I was talking about Vitaly Kravtsov and, you know, everything that's going on with him. And, you know, he sits with a, uh, a tooth infection and or the flu. You know, they initially said it was the flu. Then Kravtsov said it was a tooth infection. Then apparently it was both. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the first thing I have to say is that I'm not a doctor. We, we've made that very clear on this show. You know, I am clearly not a medical professional here. But I was fortunate enough to uh, have somebody listening to the show who is a medical professional who reached out to me on Twitter to just kind of weigh in as far as the Vitaly Kravtsov situation. Because I know a lot of Ranger fans were upset about him, you know, not playing through the, uh, the tooth infection or toothache or, you know, whatever it was reported to be initially, it is now uh, reportedly a tooth infection. And like I said, we received this message on Twitter from Axeli Lampinen. I hope I'm saying that right, from Tampere, Finland. And uh, this is what they had to say about the entire situation with Vitaly Krasov. Anybody watching on YouTube, you can uh, see the note here. And anybody uh, listening on audio, I will just go ahead and read it for you guys. Uh, greetings, John. I wasn't able to find Locked On Rangers email, so I figured I'd just message you on here. I just finished listening to the latest episode, 708, and I want to provide a medical professional's point of view on the absence of Vitaly Krasov. So as we all know, the reasons for his absence are supposedly the flu and an infected tooth. Thing is, both of these are infections, and it's probably not advised to do anything too physical when you have an infection, let alone two. A tooth infection can easily lead a to a general infection, and the flu is already a relatively serious one of those. Now, if one doesn't rest enough when sick, the worst consequences could be myocarditis, uh, which is infection of the heart, which can lead to death. Uh, we shouldn't forget about pneumonia either. The bottom line here is that it is in no way safe to play when you've got an infection, and the ones who do probably don't understand it'll slow down the healing process in any case. Not ideal to play in a top league when you're not able to give your everything. And again, thank you so much for uh, reaching out there. Like I said, I, I am not a doctor, so uh, it's good to hear about a medical professional on you know, such such matters here. Um, and again, I'm taking your word for it that you are indeed are a medical professional. But yeah, I mean, that all makes sense to me. And like I said, you know, I don't know enough about things like this to, to really voice that strong of an opinion on it. I'm sure there are players in this league who, you know, I mean, they play with their heads on fire and, and they're not going to sit out if they can even stand up. 
But, you know, the flu can really affect different people in different ways. And a tooth infection, I'd imagine it's kind of the same thing. And uh, that can cause all kinds of problems. But uh, I did notice Vitaly Krasov is back to playing with the Rangers. We'll see if he's, A, healthy enough to play against the Kraken on Thursday. And we will also see if he is, B, put back into the lineup, even if he is healthy enough to play. You know, we'll see if the Rangers were, would make him a healthy scratch, you know, the first time he's available again, or if they'll just throw him right back out there. We shall see. And, uh... Yeah, see how the Rangers line up against the Seattle Kraken on Thursday night. Staying up late for that game, late night game, West Coast game. Four straight games for the Rangers beginning at 10 or 10.30 Eastern time. So uh, we'll see uh, how many of you guys are able to stay up late with me for those games. But yeah, I figure that'll pretty much do it for today. The only other thing that I want to mention is that uh, we will have a crossover episode with Erica Ayala of Locked On Seattle Kraken. That will be uh, Thursday's episode. Probably going to premiere it at... 12 o'clock midnight, Wednesday going into Thursday on both YouTube as well as audio platforms. And we've actually already recorded this episode. Uh, very happy with how it came out. And uh, in the Kraken, one of those teams, I mean, to begin with, they're new in the league. But beyond that, you know, the Rangers and Kraken don't really see each other that much. So uh, it was a good time to do a crossover episode. I feel like I got to know the team quite a bit better, you know, thanks to Erica and all her analysis and everything she had to say. Uh, but definitely come back and check out that episode tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports, plus get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.